Hi everyone, I'm Nerd Bummer. And I'm Tectic, and we're two of the hosts of the Online Warriors podcast. Our podcast started as a way for three best friends to keep in touch and discuss their nerdy hobbies like movies, gaming, tech, and more. Since then, we've grown into a great community. Every Wednesday, we chat about the latest nerdy news before getting hands-on with our weekly nerdy adventures. And don't forget our high-stakes trivia game. Come join the fun at OnlineWarriorsPodcast.com and every major podcast platform. And now, back to Collateral Cinema. I'm Bo Maddox. And I'm Ashley Chancellor. And this is Collateral Cinema with Collateral Gaming. Welcome to Collateral Cinema, the only movie podcast that matters, where we focus on good movies, bad movies, and everything else in between in the world of cinema. We are podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas, and yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast, so whatever you have, be it bongs, blunts, joints, etc., smoke it if you've got it. Yes, definitely. And especially if you're going to the movie theater at any time in the near future. That's always fun, right? It's always a lot of fun to get baked as hell, you know, drop by, you know, the Taco Cabana right next to the Silverado. Oh, yeah, definitely. That, that, <laughs> that's pretty much kind of a tradition for us, you know? Yeah. Like, it, it also used to be a tradition whenever we would go to OzFest, you know, we would, uh, after the... Everything was done, you know, it was 24-7. We would stop by Taco Cabana and we'd eat a plate of food. So, yeah. Yeah. We, we can continue that nowadays with uh, just going and watching movies for this podcast. And, and this particular uh, movie review is going to be a part uh, collaboration with Collateral Gaming, uh, who I'm representing once again, just as me. That's okay. Yeah. And I'm, of course, here as Collateral Cinema. Of course, we're both Collateral Cinema. I mean, come on now. Yeah. But we are doing the newest video game movie that came out recently, and that is Uncharted, which is based off of the Nathan Drake games from uh, uh, the PlayStation uh, consoles. Yeah, uh, from developer Naughty Dog. It started on PS3, right? Yeah. Yeah, the first game was on PS3. Uh, Drake's fortune. Yeah. So I've played the original trilogy. Um, we did actually the original trilogy for uh, the podcast. I, I've been meaning to get to Uncharted 4. I just haven't yet. But I, I mean, I've heard nothing but good things. But <clears throat> the Uncharted games to me uh, have always been a lot of fun. I mean, I've always kind of felt like the Uncharted games felt like a movie. They felt exactly like an Indiana Jones movie. Or, uh, you know, <laughs> from what I've seen, it's kind of obvious, mainly from how the uh, action sequences are staged in Uncharted. I mean, like like, for instance, the uh, train uh, scenario, you know, where he's mm -hmm. waking up and he's in a train and is hanging off of the side of a cliff. <laughs> yeah. and he's just like, oh, shit. They and, did the exact oh, no, same no, excuse, thing. Excuse me. Ah, ah, crap. Ah, crap. That's yeah, what yeah, he excuse, says. excuse me. Um, yeah, no, no, no. And then they, they, that scene is lifted and 
in two two parts. Part by the fact that it's that it's opening that way and it's flash forwarding to to Nate waking up in this situation <laughs> like at the beginning of Uncharted 2 where you start kind of in media res and then you go back to, you know, the events culminating. It's a cross between that and then it's across from, of course, the plane scene on Uncharted 3, which, you know, that whole set piece is just ripped straight out of and I'm not even mad about it. Yeah, I mean, this is a movie that seems to be very heavy on Easter eggs. I mean, we won't really get into any Easter eggs because, you know, spoilers and whatnot. Yeah. But, I mean, for anybody who might have played this game on the PS3 or PS4 or whatever, I mean, you'll find some little callbacks to certain uh, scenes throughout the games and everything. And, and they do at least try to really adapt the actual storyline of his origin and his backstory rather well, you know? I mean, it's not spot on from what I understand. It's pretty much beat for beat what you learn of his backstory between okay. like Uncharted 3 and Uncharted 4. Um, just it's a different, th you know, the scenarios are different. The context is a little different, but it, it's pretty much the same general yeah, plot. Yeah, yeah, more, more or less. You know, and, and, and I will say for what this is worth, I mean, the movie is exactly what I expected it to be. It's pretty much a it's an accurate portrayal of the games you know with the characters being in a slightly younger kind of you know it's like an origin it's a setup for the games which i i was hoping would mean it would be canonical it's not it's it's its own universe they definitely change certain things especially considering like how drake and sully meet and things like that but yeah but either way it's still a setup film and and i think you know knowing that the characters are younger versions of themselves despite the fact that sully doesn't have a mustache they could have at least given mark Wahlberg the mustache <laughs> at least you know yeah somewhat throughout the movie i mean come right. on now. come on now but um <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's it's uh but i i don't think it's bad i mean i think tom holland is well cast um Mark Wahlberg just kind of feels like Mark Wahlberg. I mean, he's exactly that. I mean, that he's just Mark Wahlberg in this movie. And he almost has some tinges of, you know, the happening, his performance in that. I mean, yeah, I don't yeah. know if you ever remember that film. He's like, what? No. You know, that, that whole thing. He does kind of have that feel throughout the movie, but he does kind of play well with Tom Holland. I mean, the chemistry is definitely there. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, there, there definitely is. There's a lot of chemistry between Holland and, and Wahlberg. I mean, it, it's it's definitely visible. And despite the fact that, you know, you're never quite sure of the character motivations and whether they backstab each other or not. I mean, that is kind of a consistent quality with Uncharted, not between Drake and Sully, mind you, because they're pretty much established from the first game as steadfast allies. But actually, I believe in the first game, Sully's uh, his... Uh, Loyalty is called into question at one point. Yeah, but is it constantly like backstab after backstab after backstab, like what seems to go on in this movie? No. With, with Chloe, I would expect that. With Sully, no. Sully and Drake are steadfast allies. They're together in all of the games, and Sully always does come through for Drake in the end. You yeah, know? I mean, you could argue that, you know, since this is arguably a origin story, I mean, I'm not going to call this a prequel to it's anything. An origin it, it's an because origin story you yeah. have to, I guess you kind of have to still, you still have to express that salacious side of Sully that you could see as some 
one that backstabs, but he just, you know, comes to develop a respect for Drake. And so he doesn't do that to him. He becomes his partner. And that's what this movie is about. It's a setting up the relationship between these two characters, which if we remember in the first game, I mean, that relationship was already set up. And then only later on did we get the backstory kind of leading up to it. So I, I think that's exactly the right way to view this movie is as that origin story, you know, not quite actually in the same timeline as the games, but just imagine that the next Uncharted movie, if there is one, could easily follow the events of the first game. Yeah, I mean, I, softly. Get, I, I totally get what you're saying there. I mean, but, you know, there's also really that kind of quality where it's very middling, you know? Yeah. It, it's, it's that quality that, you know, kind of befalls quite a few movies like this, you know? Like, it's a very standard action adventure kind of tropey type of movie to me. And 100%, but that's actually exactly what I expected it to be because that's how the games are. Now, I haven't played the games, you know? I mean, I, I know that I keep on coming at certain type of fandoms like that. You know, it's just like I'm just not really a member of certain fandoms. You know, yeah. I've been that way with Marvel. I've been that way with, like, the certain parts of the Star Wars fandom. But here, I, I never really got into that particular generation of gaming that deep, so I never really played the first Uncharted or anything like that, so I never had a 100% feel for the characters of Sully or Nathan or Chloe or whatever, you know? So does so, the movie do a good enough job of setting those characters up for you? I mean, I guess so. But like I said, just the constant backstabbing, I mean, that's a real problem with the writing in the movie. It's just, it seems like, okay, now how are they going to screw each other this time? You know, it's like... There is a, it does seem to be a little excessive, right? It's a little excessive. And it, we're not going to get into uh, the really meat and potatoes of the story, of course, because spoilers, you know. But it even kind of presents itself in a real problematic way with how the villains kind of end up, in a way. Let's just put it that way. It, it, it yeah. becomes kind of a glaring issue there. It's just kind of like, okay, why is this happening? Yeah. Speaking of villains, Antonio Banderas shows up, and I mean, he's Antonio Banderas. He can do no wrong. It oh, doesn't matter what he shows up in. Yeah, of course. He he, he was spot on in this movie. Honestly. Anything a little underutilized, actually. Very underutilized. <laughs> Considering. And, and even kind of maybe making some questionable decisions in this movie. You yeah, know, the writing is 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 kind of gets called into question at the time. But you know, like I said, I mean, I'm comparing this to to the games. I mean, I, I'm seeing this as an adaptation, and I think the games were never like they yeah. were never perfectly written. There were plot holes. They were well written, but you know, like it 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 it, it felt exactly like movie logic most of the time. One thing that the games did though that was sort of pioneering was was uh, realistic physics though, and having the you know the like the mo using motion capture performances to kind of bring that in. Uh, apparently, this was one of the one of the earlier games that actually ended up that did that of this generation. So so that kind of laid the groundwork for a lot of other really landmark games, like for instance, like The Last of Us, also or, from Naughty Dog. Uh, yeah. So you can see where Uncharted comes into The Last of Us, especially when you consider. Uh, not only the realistic physics and, and the linear nature of the games, but also uh, like the character dynamics and, and the, you know, the working together. That's something that's very present in Uncharted, of course, is, is, is and especially I think Uncharted 2 onwards, they started adding more character actions to where, you know, at any given point in any Uncharted game, in any chapter, 
or level, you you're almost always with somebody else, and there's con- there's banter going back and forth between, you know, at least two characters, and a lot of times, you know, there's a lot of focus placed on you know sort of these these short quick time events uh, enabling you to to progress between these two characters yeah so the how does the movie actually capture those types of quick time events i mean it it almost kind of feels like a lot of the action sequences are kind of that they're like quick time events yeah very much so i mean it it, is like i said it's exactly what i would have expected i mean even not considering it as a video game adaptation I, I see this as kind of the same thing as uh, Indiana Jones, like we said earlier, or like the Tomb Raider movie, or um, yeah, yeah, you know, something just something like that, just something, just, just sort of an adventure. And so, you know, even approaching the the action scenes and and uh, the the character development of the movie, I, I kind of just judge it on that scale. Like I'm 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 already looking at this movie as a popcorn movie. I'm not looking at this as like a you know, Scorsese. Well, no one's saying that that's what it is. Because, I mean, this does have a very by-the-numbers kind of, you know, corporate boardroom quality to it. It definitely it, does feel like something that just kind of, like, happened because of corporatism. And, yeah, you know, it, that, that kind of leaves a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth. It, but it, it feels like they, were, they just kind of threw in a lot of everything in the kitchen sink here. It's like, you know... Oh, you know, we maybe we need like some kind of Jason Bourne style stuff. Like maybe we need some more National Treasure Indiana Jones st- style stuff. You know, and and all that's all the while, yeah, they do for the most part stay faithful to the games. But I mean, you know, it still just kind of falls into that real middling quality yeah, to me. You I know, agree. but I mean that doesn't really detract from the actual you know fun to be had there. I don't think no. I, I mean, there's a lot of fun, for instance, with Drake's character. Uh, and Tom Holland plays, a, I think, a pretty spot-on portrayal um, it, through performance alone, yeah. definitely. The, the writing considered, maybe. Yeah. Quick question. Was uh-huh. he canonically a bartender in the games? Because I feel w- like something like that was mentioned as, as a backstory. or No, I think it was because in like, the, the beginning of Uncharted 3, he's... he's uh, He's he he has a bar fight. I don't remember. Was he was he disguised as a bartender or something? I wouldn't know. Of course, it's but, a you subtle know. reference to something. But no, I don't think Drake ever actually worked as a bartender. So that's completely a movie invention here. Because I, I think so. Don't quote me. I actually think that it was a pretty compelling part of his character. Because I mean, no, it makes sense. He, yeah, and he has like real skills too, man. I mean, he he's in like one of those hoity-toity upscale bars and everything, like. Mixing these f- hardcore fucking like high dollar cocktails and highballs and whatnot, and it, and it's just like you know he he's flipping that shit around. He he's like top tier bartender. It's like you just know that you know how hands on Tom Holland is. You know he he probably actually actually knows how to do that shit. I mean he is yeah. an acrobat. He is, you know, he so, does most of his own stunts. So so he might actually know you know barcraft like that. Well, and considering you know. It definitely seems like something Drake would do. I mean, considering the ability with which he's able to to move within the games and within the movie, I mean, obviously he's he's got yeah. well, he's got actually like <laughs> badass skills if you really put it into yeah, he's really good with his hands. That's definitely uh, so it, you it, know it, something that's established. I mean, especially since he's seen as a pickpocket early yeah. on. 
Yeah, and then, so it, it very much is in character. I just, yeah, I don't think that that was actually a thing. That's interesting. Huh. But it, it definitely doesn't seem out of place. I mean, I had to question it because it does seem like something that, that Drake would do. And they established pretty early on that, you know, he's like this history geek. And that's actually consistent with, with him in the games. In fact, it, it's kind of one of those it's one of those moments you look forward to because most of the game he seems kind of like a bumbling fool. But like, like realistically, he's actually a pretty intelligent guy and he's got this vast amount of historical knowledge. And it comes out at points where he's just like kind of just knows these like facts about history. So well, he's, I like how they worked it into the character as sort of a quirk, you know, and a, a, a way that he probably that he can kind of, you know, work, finesse his way with the ladies, you know. And Yeah, but also he's still very physically capable. I mean, he's know. shown that many, many times throughout the movie. Right. You know, I mean, and. I, I'd like to really say that, I mean, writing aside, I mean, the characters were enjoyable enough together, honestly. Yeah. And I actually did like the character Chloe. I, I, I liked how they framed her, although she was like, once again, she fell victim to the whole the backstabbing syndrome in this movie. She And I felt that sometimes it was maybe a little nonsensical, maybe, you know? Yeah. Like for, I mean, we're not going to get into the, what happens with her, but it doesn't really make sense to me in the end. Yeah, and then you have Tati Gabrielle, Tati Gabrielle's character, who is is actually uh, a new character, is not from the games, but she's yeah. very reminiscent of Nadine Ross. Yeah, I've heard. I, I haven't played the game that has Nadine in it, Uncharted Four, but okay. Um, okay, I've heard a lot of like the dynamic she has with other characters are sort of similar to that. But what what, what did you think about her character? I don't know if she really added much of anything to the movie, honestly. Yeah, I, I mean, it kind of... Uh, did, did she really need to be there? Did they really need to go with her character where they went with her character? I don't think so, you know, especially yeah. since they had, you know, like Antonio Banderas there, who was more than capable of carrying the, you know, that particular role throughout the fucking movie, you know? I mean, they could have just saved her for a future movie and maybe just had her actually just be Nadine. Yeah, that, that actually would have been interesting. Honestly, I mean, you know, like, like I said, yeah, if you think about it, her, her role in the movie was absolutely not necessary. I mean, she's a part of all of the events, but it's like everything could have happened without her and it would have been like. And she, she's kind of just, you know, generic lady assassin. Yeah. Really? I mean, she she doesn't have any other real function other than that. No, I mean, at least, for instance, uh, Chloe has kind of a kind of little bit of agency. She has some, yeah. some character. I mean, she she definitely I mean, she, she is kind of a thin character. I mean, there's there's not a lot to it, but there's some substance. But like you said, Tati Gabrielle's character is kind of like, eh. Yeah. I mean, at least Chloe and Tom Holland, you know, uh, as Nathan, I mean, they did have a little bit of chemistry. Like, I agree. You know, I mean, and it, it was interesting when they were together on screen. But every time I saw, you know, Braddock, I was just like, eh. Eh. Yeah, you know? but, 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 but with, with, um, with, with Nathan Drake and, and with... Chloe, it's nice because uh, those these are characters that when she's introduced in Uncharted 2, she's already like an old flame of his from the past. And we don't actually know explicitly what went down in the background, but, you know, they've had a romantic relationship. They've obviously slept together multiple times. They've kind of had yeah. this, this history together and they've backstabbed each other, you know. Multiple times. Yeah, right. By this point. <laughs> right. And so in this game, we're kind of es establishing that, that foundation. And, um, well, I mean, funny enough, Tom Holland kind of, I mean, Tom, Tom Holland's Drake kind of does play the, uh, 
the the simp sort of the the straight guy that that's always going to try to make the but then towards the end you know he realizes not to trust her completely don't want to get into it but you know he's yeah he he, do, he does kind of eventually he doesn't backstab her but it, he might as well have i mean he's yeah. got the foresight too no 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 he, he he let's just say that he outsmarted her outsmarted her. that's that's really what it is yeah yeah he you outsmarted know? her yeah um and and so you know it it definitely feels like this is this it's a compelling backstory for that for that framework you know yeah yeah, uh, at least I think so. Like I said, I think I can easily see this movie as being, you know, changing a couple of events that don't wouldn't fit in canonically. I mean, I could easily see this as the origin stories for these characters. Yeah. Now, what did you think about the actual adventure elements of the movie? You know, like like, for instance, let's let's say, you know, the MacGuffin, for instance, which are, you know, the crosses. I, I believe that's actually from the games, right? There is uh there is a cross I believe that, that that's sold at an auction. Yeah, uh, but these particular crosses are new. Uh I they're kind of a new MacGuffin as far as uh, Uncharted is concerned because I mean, I I kind of thought they were just it was just kind of standard to me. I like as soon as I saw them I was like, "Oh, there's the MacGuffin. Okay, that's what they're going after." Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, it it's it's I I feel like that that's kind of typical to this sort of oh it's typical to the genre yeah you know like for instance you know pretty much that's every fucking uh indiana jones movie practically they're they're all after a macguffin you know like like you have the lost ark or you have the holy grail or you know the stones of the temple of doom you know like it's it's pretty much all just you know archaeologist goes after macguffin yeah and 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 it's and it's very much in, in in the spirit of that as well. I mean, even can again comparing it to the games where you have uh, some of the games focusing on uh, Sir Francis Drake, who you know Nate, Nate believes he's descended from, but uh, Uncharted Two kind of focuses on Marco Polo, and in this game uses Ferdinand Magellan. That's very interesting as well. And I mean, what's the historical accuracy of what they were saying about Magellan? Like, did he actually not? He he actually didn't make it all around the world like he did, right? I don't know. I'd, I I would have to look it up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean seriously. I mean, th- that that's what I really like to know is like, where's the history buffs' stance on this movie? Because I'd have to say that they, somewhere along the line, they had to have taken some kind of artistic liberty with all of this, you know. I mean, and and the series, well, well I mean, the genre itself, I should say, it's it's kind of you know rife with that, you know, mm. it's, it really is rife with it. So I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised at all if there's maybe some stretching of the truth here. No, I mean, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't expect it at all. I'd be, yeah, I'd be surprised if there was a level of historical accuracy to this beyond what was needed for the plot. Yeah, they, they probably went more into like Uncharted, Nathan Drake, uh, Easter eggs than anything. Which yeah, because I, I wouldn't have thought the original games were historically accurate either. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. I mean, they're, they're meant to kind of portray this really fantastical globetrotting uh, you know, MacGuffin chase, you know? Another example is fucking DuckTales. That's pretty much everything that, you know, DuckTales, like the DuckTales movie, mm-hmm. or the Treasure of the Secret of the Lost Lamp or whatever. Yeah. It's like, I mean, that was pretty much like an animated um, Indiana Jones, Nathan Drake-style movie in its own right. Yeah, I gotcha. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 very typical of the genre, and honestly, I, like, I'm not going to really ride on it that much. It's... 
just like here, it, it's entertaining, but you know, ultimately it's forgettable because I'm, I'm really going to go ahead and just say it right now. It's like a lot of this movie is forgettable. That's the biggest problem with it. Yeah, yeah. It, it almost makes it feel like, you know, two hours is, is a little bit generous. But then again, the movie didn't feel like two hours either. It, it, I know. It's like, why did it need to be two hours long? But it, it felt shorter than that. So I guess it wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, if anything, I almost felt like there were some things that, that could have been expanded on a little bit. But that's only if you were taking the this, this story seriously. And yeah, I, I was just kind of, I was looking at this very much as a... Um, you know, go here to go here to go here, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's very much about the set pieces, you know, which is like, you know, Barcelona. And where, where else do they end up going? They go to London, I believe? Or, yeah. or are they in New York or at the auction house? I, mean, I don't really recall. But, yeah, I mean, they kind of have some very, like, in, interesting set pieces, especially the end, which we're not going to spoil. But the end has, I mean, it will kind of call back a lot of more recent movies that... In a very good way, I think. Yeah, I, I thought the ending, you know, the whole set piece of the final battle sort of. Yeah, it was it was really cool. Pretty, I, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it it was a good you know setup and a decent idea and everything. And maybe where the game and you know maybe maybe where the movie felt most like that cla- like the classic, uh, game action. Yeah, you know. And yeah, for sure, it's very grandiose. You know, I mean, and still involving, you know, a very ancient historical artifact, mm-hmm. you know, which I mean, which will also call back another great movie, which I, I wish that we can actually say what it is. But when, when you actually when they actually come across what they're looking for, which, you know, we're not going to say what it is. It's like, it, let's just say it's another MacGuffin. Yeah. But I mean, it, it'll be recall a movie where you'll just be like, oh. I, I I know that movie. <laughs> I know exactly what that's from. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, t- totally, totally. I think we're doing it next season, aren't we? Oh uh, yeah, we are doing it next season. We won't say what it is, but yeah, okay. next season we're, we're doing it, and it's gonna be fun. Alrighty, it's gonna be a, a fun little episode, I think. Never say die. <laughs> yeah, good, good good little drop right there. Good little drop. But anyway, I mean, I guess that we can go ahead and start giving our final thoughts on this movie. Um, I say, you know, maybe at the very least, wait till it comes out for a rental. You know, as far as a movie going experience, it's very standard. I mean, this is just something that you just get a bunch of popcorn and snacks, which unfortunately we didn't have the money for that. But we did at least, like we said, go eat at Taco Cabana, you know, thank goodness for the Beyond Cabana Bowl. You know, thank goodness for that. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, I mean, it's it makes for just a good, what I would call a weeknight theater movie. Like, if you're just not doing anything, maybe it's like middle of the week. You know, you have nothing better to do. Maybe you have a little bit of money to burn. It's like, fuck it. Let's go see a movie. And it's yeah. like, that's the kind of movie that you would probably go see. Like, maybe it could qualify as kind of a date movie. But I almost want to say it's more of a hangout movie. I don't it's, know. I, I take I take a girl to go see this movie. I, I would so, as something well. you don't want to like. Something you don't even necessarily have to pay attention to. That that's true. Very true. 
Although I'm going to say my first ever movie date was uh, the very first Harry Potter movie. My first movie date was Ghost Rider 2. Fun. Yeah, uh, that, that Spirit of Vengeance, I think. That that qualifies 100% as what you said. Yeah, that's and, definitely uh, the type of movie. Yeah. I, I'm just going to say, like, we weren't focused on the plot. I had my hand in her pants. Oh, wow. Okay. We're getting, so, a, little, we're getting a little too personal here, buddy. Hey, like, man. Yeah, I mean. that I just, you got you to gotta say it like it is like a Chad. Gotta say it like it is like a Chad, huh? Like a Chad, yeah. We're, 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 we're the, the Chad I knows here? Yeah, exactly. Damn right. We're Chad I know. Fuck yeah. I mean, there's some negatives to it, but, you know, it's just kind of, eh, it's whatever. Just just check it out. Whatever. Yeah, as, uh, as someone who is a fan of the games, I mean, if, if you're watching this and you're expecting it to be faithful, uh, you're, it's probably going to piss you off. But, like, if, if you're just looking for at it, you know, as a, another Hollywood adaptation, I, I think it does fine. Like I said, I, I, I think there was, uh, the casting at least was good. I mean, I don't have any any real issues with it the characters feel uh, accurate to their portrayal in the games or at least from a context of building up to the positions where we see them at yeah um as a standalone movie you know like i said it, it it's easily like a date or a put on in the background kind of movie it's it, it's a it's a popcorn movie it's something that you can kind of like like i said if you wanted to go take it take it to take a girl to go see it in the theaters you know You'd be fine. You 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 you'll probably still get laid. <laughs> um, and then you know, or or really, rental is, is kind of honestly the perfect way to view this, right? I mean, just get in when it comes to Redbox and yeah, or or when it uh, comes on demand, just you know, maybe stream it. Yeah. Hey, kid, I'm a little young for a bartender, aren't you? A little old for prom, aren't you? Everything in here. Why the map? It's the biggest treasure that's never been found. Five billion, easy. But it's just a story. I beg to differ. Five hundred years ago, my family found the world's biggest fortune. Then was betrayed. People have been searching for it all in vain. Both of you turn your keys clockwise at the same time. Thanks a lot. You almost got me killed. Clockwise, Sully. Well, it was 50-50, so I made a guess. Clearly. But the footage was not just about gold. It was something much more valuable. This girl has a very tragic history. So much blood. I'm pretty sure he just threatened to kill me. Oh, this is gonna suck. Don't get caught. You were just gonna leave me back there. Somebody had to get the girl. Your brother believed that there was a final piece. Well, you know my brother see? You have no idea who you partnered with. What else aren't you telling me? Victor, it's boiled. How are they going to get them out of here? <laughs> 
Oh boy. What is that thing on your face? Yeah, puberty's right around the corner, kid. You can grow your own. Exclusively in movie theaters. Yeah, that 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 actually is is uh, a pretty good way to, to think about it. So I mean, if it's something that you're not, if you're not like a fan of the games, and you're not, or you're not really like trying to like get into the games, because I would say this is a good, fantastic entry point. Yeah, I mean, it kind of gave me a better understanding of the game, of what it what it's all about, what the characters are about. I mean, it, it kind of just spoiled the the reveal that was Uncharted for. Of, of Nate having a brother and like the way they grew up and stuff. But at the same time, that's not that big of a deal. Yeah, it really isn't. I mean, th that's a story that's kind of spread out throughout the game anyways, right? Through throughout the series of games. I don't feel like there was any buildup to it at all. I think it was just kind of introduced in Uncharted 4, but I could be wrong. There could have been like some Easter egg I missed. Yeah. I, I've only played through the games once and I think I didn't, I don't think I even actually finished Uncharted 3 to be honest with you. Oh, okay. I, I wanted gotcha. to. We just we were moving fast, having to move on to other games for the podcast. So <laughs> yeah, so sometimes that'll happen, right? You know, like I didn't have enough time to beat Horizon Zero Dawn either. Yeah, it's it's not like a or movie. Death Stranding. It's not like a movie where you can kind of be Dead. done done with it in like an hour and a half to two hours. You know, I'd imagine so to, to get the full experience. So yeah. yeah, but but the games feel very much like these kinds of movies, and it turned out to be exactly one of these kinds of movies. So. That's exactly what I would have wanted out of it, and I'm honestly hopeful for the sequel. I love, I'd love to see where they take the uh, the franchise, especially bringing in someone to play Elena. Yeah, yeah. Is there a, is there a uh, confirmed sequel? Not that I'm aware of. I mean, we're, we're I guess they're kind of looking at how you know critically successful the movie is, or not critically successful, commercially successful the movie. And is. I heard it. It was kind of eh. Critically, critically, they're it not gonna care. That doesn't matter. It's are but, they making money off of it? <laughs> and, and honestly, on the Rotten Tomatoes, they do have a pretty high audience score. I, last I saw, it was like ninety percent. Yeah, most audiences are actually enjoying it because. I mean, if you're looking at this film as a critic, I mean, yeah, you're going to find all kinds of holes. If you're just looking at this as someone, you know, just something to watch on a Friday night, you know? Yeah. Like, shit, you know, like, you just want to, you just want to, well, let's go back to pre-COVID days when every Friday night it was like movie night or whatever, you know? And yeah, yeah. You just wanted to, like, watch whatever was there. I mean, this is the movie out of any other, like, you know. Yeah, definitely. Generic movie there that would have been the one to see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. But, I mean, yeah, I guess our overall uh, recommendation is, you know, at the very least, wait for it to come out and, you know, rent it or stream it. Yeah. And if you absolutely have to just go to the movie on a weeknight or a weekend, you know, it it's a good movie to check out. It, it's, it's good for that purpose and that purpose alone, really. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, at the very least, you know, check it out within that context. Just don't don't expect, you know, not even like Fast and the Furious levels of craziness <laughs> or anything <laughs> like that. It, it's it it is what it is, very much. It's not about family. Oh, yeah, it, it no family, bro. Family. It's about family. <laughs> That's right. That is right. Well, anyway, let's go ahead and start winding down and doing our promos and everything. What's up with Collateral Gaming, Ash? Oh, we are doing our episodes on Horizon Zero Dawn and Horizon Forbidden West. So part one is out already. Uh, we're going to do Forbidden West as soon as possible. Get that out because, uh, and that's going to be a spoiler-free game launch review. Awesome. So stay tuned for that. Uh, I've also 
I also want to go ahead and get that Dying Light 2 episode out. And then, of course, Elden Ring. We did a stream with Agony. Uh, he was attempting a 10-day world record. Oh, wow. But uh, his stream crashed two oh. days in. Oh, damn it. I know. It sucks. But I was there at the beginning of the stream, you know, for the initial uh part of it and uh you know we had we had a lot of fun with it and I definitely would love to have him on the uh the Elden Ring episode that we're gonna do game launch. Hell yeah. Hell yeah that that sounds like a lot of fun actually. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Excellent. Yeah and and uh, anything else coming up? I mean any type of bonus rounds maybe in uh, the work? we're behind on, on bonus rounds so there, there's kind of a whole back catalog of them and we, we might get around to one of those. Uh I, I think that there's uh I mean, there's more stuff coming up in, in, in March even that I think that I, I wanted to look and see if there was even one more uh, new game coming out in March because, you know, Elden Ring is actually from February. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I, I kind of get you on the backed up uh, thing. Uh, we're actually like a week behind on our schedules. So, honestly, expect us to maybe finish up at least in May. Or at least uh, late April. That's probably where we're going to finish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on, on Collateral Cinema, we're, I guess we're we're kind of behind by a month. But, it, it, you know, it's whatever. That's why we, we set the schedule to end so early. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, we do kind of have to have that holiday break in between. You know, it's just kind of the way that our seasons are, struct are structured and everything. So, yeah. But otherwise, I mean, first off, Collateral Cinema on Twitter just reached 5,000 followers. Woo! Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Robert, why are you not here fucking celebrating this with us? God damn it, Robert. <laughs> but yeah, we just reached 5,000 followers. We want to thank all of the podcasts that have followed us, all of the podcast fans that have followed us, you know, and even a few notable people that have followed us. Mm -hmm. Thank you to those people as well. And we hope to gain 5,000 more. And we, we did this organically. We didn't, like, buy any of these followers. I mean, we worked up to this after five years. So we, want, we just want to thank everybody. Thank, thank you to the Potter family. Thank you to uh, Film Twitter. Thank you to all the podcasts that have uh, been on the show and have also our regular retweeters. You know, you know who you are. We love each and every one of you. I mean, perhaps we'll do like a follow Friday this coming weekend and we'll kind of name all of them or as many of them as we can anyways. So, yeah, we're really excited about that. We, we hit that just today and it's really, really awesome. So, yeah, I mean, please check out our back catalog of episodes. We have a lot of content, honestly. We, we've been around for five years. We're about to do our anniversary episode, which is going to be Takashi Miike's imprint. That's going to come out soon, and we are going to finish up our two-part anime special with Cowboy Bebop, the movie. Knocking on Heaven's Door, I believe it's called, right? That's the surname? Yeah, the subtitle? In, the, the, in the original the original version. The original yeah. version. Yeah, so we're excited about that. We're still trying to get the retro anime podcast on there. I, I hope that they get back to me here in a little bit. So uh, we're trying to get everything coordinated. We're going to get that out as soon as possible. And then we're going to continue our 90s kick with So I Married an Axe Murderer. We're going to have Miss Megan Price on that episode again. Mm -hmm. She was on our Princess Bride episode. And we're also going to be getting into side uh, sidekicks, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, sidekicks. That's going to be a lot of fun. So we're actually starting to wind down the this, this season. 
Like, we're going to have our season finale, which is going to be Rocky 2. That's going to be awesome. And also look for our uh, 420 episode, which will come up, like, after the season finale. And then I believe that's going to be Evil Bong. So, and, and I believe that we're going to be joined by a few other podcasts. I think St. Saint Paul, uh, Saint Paul Filmcast is going to join us. Mm-hmm. And Hush Hush Conspiracy Hour, I believe. And, yeah, we're looking forward to wrapping up this season. It's... It's been a, a fun season so far, an interesting yeah. season. I mean, we'll, we'll do a little retrospective on the finale and everything. But, yeah, look forward to a lot of interesting stuff from Collateral Cinema. And also, hopefully, we'll be getting back to filming and wrapping up filming, I should say, on Texas Sundown with uh, our buddy Robert Ortegon. You know, we, you all know him from the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, look forward for that very soon. We'll have some uh, promotional materials out for that very, very soon. And yeah, I mean, once again, thank you for for following us. Thank you for all the five years that we've been operating for all the downloads. We're we're closely we're, we are just so so close to ten thousand downloads. We are getting dangerously close to that. Very close. We're, last <laughs> I checked, we were at like uh, nine thousand seven hundred forty-five downloads or something like that. So we're fucking creeping closer. Mm-hmm. closer and closer so yeah we're looking forward to that and yeah thank you everybody but i mean with that i guess we'll go ahead and call it a night or a day here depending on when you're listening to this uh anything else to add ash oh crap <laughs> well all right like take care take care of yourselves and slavi ukraini Glory to Ukraine. Glory to the people of Ukraine. Fuck Putin. Fuck Putin. <laughs> Laters. Cinema is a collateral media podcast. All music and movie clips are owned by the respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor.